friends. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Fort Worth Roots. You can find this show on all your favorite podcast players. We're also on YouTube and social media. Just search for Fort Worth Roots. Special shout out to our new most recent Patreon patron, Angela Walker. She signed up for the Superstar tier and she is now supporting the show. Thank you, Angela, for being a part of Fort Worth Roots. Also, a shout out to our buddy Justin Matenta. He's been a Patreon patron for a really long time. He, he started uh, contributing to the show back in August of 2020. Shout out to our buddy Dustin over at Squad STX uh, Boys Camping. He uh, is not a sponsor, but we did this thing where we wanted to highlight veteran businesses here in the local area, and he was the first one to reach out to us. Squad STX is an overnight primitive camping, hiking, orienteering, and laser tag course for boys designed by U.S. Army infantry officers as an alternative to Boy Scouts and traditional summer camp. We develop strong leadership skills through squad competitions, time-tested military training methodologies, and situational training exercises, or STX. It's all boys. It's ages 11 through 16. It's 100% outdoors. Overnight, camping, hiking, wilderness skills, land navigation, laser tag. They got two different packages. They got boys' summer camp. It's five days, four nights. And a father and son camp. That's three days and two nights. And you can find all this information at squadstx.com. And you guys know I'm not going to stop telling you about this. Go ahead and mark it on your calendars. Saturday, April the 30th. It's going to be the first time Fort Worth Roots has gone to a live event where we're going to be talking to people and hanging out, enjoying the pop-up markets, the vendors, the games, the events, and the classic cars that are going to be at the Springfest Car Show. Excuse me. The River Oaks Springfest Car Show. Again, that's Saturday, April 30th, held at the beautiful Camp Carter at 6200 Sand Springs Road, Fort Worth, Texas, 76114. Put it on your calendar. It's a free event. It's going to be a lot of good stuff there. It's going to be beautiful weather. I know it. And uh, Fort Worth Roots is going to be there. We'd love to see you. Come by, take a picture with us in the banner, and uh, see what we got going on. But just mark it on the calendar. It's going to be fun. Our guest today has her debut album out that you can find on all streaming services for free uh, on all platforms. It's called, the name of the album is Unstable. Um, You can also pre-save her new album set to release April 29th by going to www.monacomedy, M-O-N-N-A, comedy.com uh, and you can pre-save uh, so that whenever that does release you'll you'll get notified for that find her schedule for claws out comedy at clawsoutcomedy.com the two nearest dates that she's got coming up march 8th that's this tuesday at tulips and march 10th thursday at uh, arlington improv uh, you can find all this information at monocomedy.com. Check the show notes uh, for this episode for all the links that we talk about in this episode and uh, everything I just talked about here in the intro. Give it up for this incredibly talented local DFW comedian. She simply goes by Mana. Thank you all for being here. Let's start the show. Okay, there we go. Can you hear okay? I can. Can awesome. you hear me? Yeah. Um, 
So I had to, I, I took off work so that we could do this. And no, no, Thank no, you. no, I've just, I've been like in preparation mode all day. So now you're here and I can calm the hell down. <laughs> People don't usually <laughs> say that to me. So that's nice. Um, well, this is really important to me. And whenever somebody makes a hour long drive across Texas to come see me, I don't want to mess anything up. So, <laughs> it's not that deep. but I've, I've been researching you and, um, uh, your comedy is hilarious. Well, thank you so much. You get that all the time, I'm sure. You know, I'm yeah. on the internet, so it's a mixed bag. <laughs> well, um, you're not just on the internet. You're at a new level of fame that most people uh, would, would pay a ton of money to be at. I like to think I'm in my pre-celebrity phase. Right, That's right. the mentality that I've adopted lately. Every time I go to the grocery store, I'm like, oh, this is so quaint. Like, I love doing this for myself while I still get to. Normal people stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where manifesting starts and delusion ends, but that's where I'm at right now. It's my pre-celebrity you know. mindset. <laughs> um, I noticed you, there's, I guess, some kind of uh, internet beef going on right now. So you, that's the, that's the next level. Beef? Yeah, you're talking on TikTok about somebody leaving you nasty comments or something. Oh, so. yeah, they do that all the time. So you've at least reached the uh, the point of fame where you have to stop reading the comments. Well, when you're a woman on the internet, people don't like if you talk. So it really right. has nothing to do with my level of talent. It just <laughs> has to do with I'm a woman talking online and that's upsetting to some people. Maybe 50-50. So. You know, I, who could say? So tell me about... Um, Fort Wayne, Indiana, and where it all started. I am from Fort Wayne, Indiana. I actually started doing comedy in Indianapolis. Uh, I had to drive like two and a half hours for my first six minutes of stage time. So uh, I randomly just took a trip with my best friend. Uh, We didn't have a plan, but he was like, do you want to leave and go to Indy? And I was like, yeah, because Fort Wayne... You know, as much as I love my hometown, the best thing I can say about it is that it is a beautiful place to leave. <laughs> and so we uh, we drove down to Indy. We didn't really have a plan. And my dad texted me and was like, well, there's a comedy club there. If you want to do comedy so much, you should probably go to a comedy club. So we went there. They didn't card me. I got a little tipsy. Went up to the headliner. I was like, I want to do what you do. How? And he closed his phone because phone still flipped back then. And <laughs> I had one. He made me. Uh, he made me tell him some jokes, and they introduced me to the uh, club owner. They put me up on a little showcase the next week, and that was my first six minutes of stage time. And uh, did you have anything prepared? Yeah. So I w- I started out as just a one liner comic. So uh, everyone, I would like to formally apologize to anyone who followed me on Twitter when I was in my late high school years because it was just obsessively jokes that I didn't know where to put. Uh, and you could also text Twitter from your phone. So so I was just at 2 a.m. constantly texting. And it would also come to your phone as a text if you followed me on Twitter. Huh. So it was just oh, like okay, a like constant updates. update. Yeah. yeah. So I, I formally apologize to anybody who followed me on Twitter <laughs> during that time period. But well, yeah, I had, all these, I had all these jokes and all these one-liners I didn't know what to do with. So I, uh, I did my first six minutes of stage time with some of those jokes. And it was great. <laughs> I had a good time. Uh, and then I actually got pulled over right after my set. And the cop let me go for telling him a joke. Are you serious? Yeah. Because I was so nervous all day. I hadn't eaten anything. I didn't really tell anybody I was going down and doing it. And mm-hmm. so, like, as soon as the show was over, I went and I got some fries. And I got pulled over. And I was like, I'm sorry. I just had my first comedy set ever. And he's like, did it go well? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, tell me a joke. And then he let me go. I just don't see that working out the same way for me. I don't. I don't. <laughs> well, not with that attitude. You got to have some humor skills, though, I guess, probably. But yeah. Well, I was just so amped up that I think nothing could bring me down. I love I love collecting more bits. I just finished. I hope, knock on wood, I hope the album is done done now. I think that I finished it right before I came here. I had to do a little bit of re-editing on some tracks. So I think that it's done done now. I think Unprecedented is ready. Yeah, Unprecedented is the full-length album that you've got uh, 
you're going to release it in April, is that correct? 429. 29 tracks, my last day of being 29 years old. Yep. April 30th. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mine's uh, April 19th, so... Hey, look at are, us. Are you Aries? I was supposed to be an Aries. I'm a Taurus. Okay. I never... I'm a cusp person. I don't know what that means. I think it means I'm a little insufferable and I <laughs> like attention. None of that means anything, right? I don't think so. I grew up thinking I was an ox because the menu at our favorite Chinese restaurant, I was the ox for my year. Sure. So whenever people started saying things like, oh, you're an Aries, I went, no, I'm an ox. <laughs> And nobody knew what the hell I was talking about because they didn't go to that same Chinese restaurant in Midland, Texas. So Rude of them. Idiots. Rude of them to not have your same exact context. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think that the most Taurus thing about me is I love just running directly at red flags. I think that's my, my strong suit. What do I'm, you, a, I'm a bull, right? The red flags being... I used to really love musicians. You know, I'm happily engaged now to somebody who does not have a band, which is fantastic. Uh, is this like a first-time deal? First engagement. Yeah, I hope it's the last one. Well, I meant first time dating somebody that's not a musician. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I, th so have, I think so. You had so. a type until now. Oh, no, I think so, actually, <laughs> now that I'm reflecting. I didn't come here to have trauma brought up. <laughs> well, half of your material is trauma, right? So that's it's very trauma-based. Yeah. yeah. Is comedy this next album going to be kind of like that? Comedy certainly a coping mechanism. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I released Unstable January 1st, 2021, okay. and then I recorded Unprecedented, I think, December 22nd. 2021 so it's you know a lot of content within each other so much happened to me in and for me i shouldn't say to me it happened for me in january that uh, a lot of this album is reacting to that so i didn't get too much into my dad's passing but there's there's a trickle of it on there because i'm saving yeah. all of that for a different album yeah uh well, but yeah I love the direction you took with some of those uh some of the jokes that I found online uh, dealt a lot with your dad's passing. And um, yeah, that is, I think, taking that trauma and turning it into something that everybody can you know, kind of take that, that feeling of, oh, my God, her dad passed away and then turning it into something that they can maybe relate to or kind of find some silver lining to with, with your humor, the way you inject it. I don't, well, I don't know. So my dad passed on a Monday and then I had to headline this show on a Friday in Houston. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I would have canceled if my stepmother was going to have a funeral, but we can't get into all that right now. So uh, I ended up going and doing the show in Houston. My friend had COVID, so she couldn't come down with me. So it was just this four hour car trip by myself, which was like a lot of alone time in a car anyway. But then like right after that happening, I was like, this is, this is a lot for me to be with me right now. Yeah. Uh, but I did this show and I talked about it on stage because I did these jokes that were my immediate reactions to it and I still do them I still think they're funny but yeah. it was too fresh for Houston uh, and so at one point in the show I said I'm sorry does my dad dying bum you out uh, <laughs> imagine loving him <laughs> which I think is hilarious but they weren't ready so yeah. well there is there is a little there's a little nugget every once in a while on the new album about it, but I am saving a lot of that content for a future project that I'm excited about. Okay. As well, as dark as that is. I am excited to be able I'm excited to be able to transform it and talk about it. I'm still yeah. in the midst of things in the moment. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So uh Kate Greathouse, um, uh, I believe is the one that got us connected. She did, and she is fantastic. Yeah. Where do y'all y'all just kind of know each other through comedy in the area yep. or okay yep kate's done a couple claws out comedy shows which is very cool and then kate's got her own stuff going on now with uh the great house playhouse mm -hmm. out in dallas which yeah. is neat so yeah i just know kate through comedy love that energy i mean it, in order to get anything done whether it's in business or with art you, you really have to be fully committed to it 
Yeah, and, for and sure. So for for her to go out and she's really doing her own thing. She's not just doing sets at different comedy clubs. She's creating something. Mm-hmm. So that's that's awesome. You know, I don't, is that regular? I mean, I know two comedians now, and you're both doing something for yourself. You're creating your own production. Um, I don't know that it's, I don't think it's abnormal. I will say uh, for DFW and for women in DFW, something that I always thought was really interesting is that every woman who was running an open mic in DFW, I mean, this is going off of pre-times. I'm not sure what everybody else is up to right now, but every woman who ran an open mic ran three open mics. So like there are a lot of very talented uh, female producers in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, which I always thought was really, really cool when I moved here is that women were doing things and they were good things, like really, really impressive um, strides being made and then obviously I started Claws Out Media and Entertainment and we do productions as Claws Out Comedy and I am the creator producer of all of that. And you're everywhere. You're not just in DFW. You're going all over the state, aren't you? Yeah, so the uh, the first year that we were kind of doing things, I got us into Houston, San Antonio, Austin and then for a while uh, last year I was doing stuff in Austin weekly and then um, doing a monthly on top of it too so it was a lot what club were you going to? Uh, we performed at a uh, small uh, venue in downtown Austin, which is no longer in business. That's we we parted ways uh, before they went out of business, yeah. but that was part of why. That was kind of why I was asking because there was a lot of comedy clubs in the Austin area that went under. Yeah, during, so it wasn't it wasn't at a club; it was a, at a locally owned business. And then uh, we still have a relationship with Austin Eastsiders, which is fantastic. They have okay. been absolutely phenomenal with every show that we've done with them. I just moved back. I was down there for nine months for work and you know, COVID and all that. And I was working 90 hours a week, not kidding. Wow. And, um, so I didn't get out much, but the podcast that I listened to would talk about the comedy scene in Austin and how everybody's expecting it to really grow new venues opening up. And then of course, Joe Rogan moved to the area and brought all his comedy friends with them. And, and so they're kind of expecting a a big influx of, um, comedians and just comedy venues in, in general. Yeah, I mean, I think that's most of Texas. There's a lot of money in Texas. There's a lot of opportunity in Texas. I think that a lot of uh, performers who moved to LA or New York right before the pandemic ended up either moving back or moving here. So yeah, it's interesting to see where people kind of fluctuate and where they go to and gravitate toward. Yeah. And I, I, I wonder if people are going to get to Austin and it's because right now, just the little time I was there, it's, it's growing so fast and the roads can't really accommodate it so yeah. i'm wondering how many of the the newcomers to austin are go you, you know what screw this let's go to fort worth <laughs> fort worth is fantastic <laughs> i love fort worth i went fort wayne to fort worth yeah and i do it all over again that's how i told myself to remember where you were from you know, just I'm holding down the fort yeah yeah so um yeah fort worth we talk about it obviously a lot and i would think uh, so yeah it's it's impressive to see the changes just in the, the 12 years that i've been around the area um, but it's growing really fast. There's a lot of new businesses. And like you said, it's just Texas in general. But um, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. I'm excited about it. Yeah. We did get a new lacrosse team oh, in Fort Worth. Oh, did we? Good. <laughs> That's lovely. Um, and I don't think it's going so well. They haven't won a home game yet. And I'm really worried about these guys. I hope that they pull through. <laughs> sports ball. Because we need, we need professional sports here. I have been thinking to myself for years, where is our lacrosse team in Panther City? I wish them the best. Dickey's Arena is beautiful, though. Have you been to an event there yet? Yeah, we went to uh, see the Black Keys when they first opened. Oh, wow. Okay. It's amazing the names that we're getting in there. Mm -hmm. For a long time, everybody in Fort Worth would go to Grand Prairie because that was the nice little middle ground. They have great 
venues there that you know big names could play at and we didn't really have a whole lot of that but now that Dickies is here, we're getting all sorts of cool stuff. Yeah, I'll be so. honest. I don't do a whole lot of exploring if I'm not booked there. <laughs> right. I mostly go places that have a microphone that I'm paid to talk well, you're into. You're busy. Yeah. You're yeah, I try to be busy. Crazy busy. Yeah, I was I looking at be. your schedule. <laughs> um, I didn't I didn't find your schedule, but we'll talk about that. And then I'll make sure that whatever you want to put in the show notes, we can put it in there. Sure. Uh, upcoming events and things like that. But what I did find was your, I guess, end of 2021 schedule. And I mean, it was like every other day you had something scheduled yeah so you're just <laughs> i like to be everywhere at once so all of that plus you're trying to write at the house putting your album together so yeah and yeah. i just got my llc so it's a lot oh congratulations on. thank you is it claws out claws out media and entertainment okay. come on yeah mm-hmm. we'll make sure and put that in there too but so let's let's talk a little bit about that though because you're um it is a uh mental health kind of focused uh movement that you started yeah. Um, and it, it's it's highlighting uh, female comedians, but all comedians are welcome in, inside this LLC of yours or your shows. Yeah, no, doing. we're not just an all-female right, group. Right. I, I think there's a misconception that we are, like the, the misconception. Yeah. But yeah, no, we're, uh, we exist in normalized mental health. We're mental health advocates and believe <laughs> that the real alpha pussy energy is spreading the message that bad bitches can be sad bitches. So Claws Out started in Fort Worth, and I like to say we're the cattiest comedy show from Panther City. Yeah, I almost... Uh, wrote that down and then i was like i probably shouldn't be the one to read that off so i'm glad you, uh, you did <laughs> yeah absolutely i'm happy to recite my scripting that i've <laughs> done with my branding whenever i yeah. can polished yeah. and you know really spent some time thinking about so it's it's important to you yeah you know it kind of naturally happened which is uh i think how the best things kind of develop um i was asked to produce a show it did start out as an all-female show but then um you know after the pandemic uh, not after the pandemic after the initial shutdown which we're in texas so it wasn't very long but uh i did get the opportunity to really reevaluate what i wanted to do and where i wanted to go and um, what direction i wanted to go into and that was very much mental health uh i was told to not talk about mental health on stage by a couple different people a couple different times over my career and uh releasing and calling my first album unstable and putting it under claws out comedy records as my own label was really important to me mm-hmm. and um yeah we're really just mental health advocates and normalizing mental health is obviously a passion of mine so did you uh, i think you just told me this but was it 2018 when you launched all this no so the first show that i ever threw together was like the very end of 2019 unless the government's okay. listening then it was definitely 2021 <laughs> 2022 uh i don't know whatever the irs isn't probably going to listen do you have a lot of irs listeners God, to I the fort worth roots podcast i think we're all afraid of those people yeah you know um yeah no the very first show was t- the end of 2019 so really everything got started uh right before everything shut down yeah, yeah we were in san antonio the week before everything was full, complete shutdown. And I was supposed to record my first album uh, the weekend that everything was mandated to be shut down. So that ended up getting done in October instead. I'm sure you're thinking, of course, perfect. This would happen. I... (laughs) I tried to not make the entire pandemic completely about me, but it's hard not to when it clearly is. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it stopped everything in its tracks. Um, it really did, but it was an opportunity to focus and reevaluate everything about my life, which uh, was necessary for me. And do you feel like you've had a chance to take your foot off the gas once since you started this? Um, no. 
Yeah. I mean, that's a difficult question. Have I had the opportunity to? Sure. I. We can do whatever we want in this world. I just right. choose not to. Right. I love what I do. They always say, you know, if you uh, if you find something you love, uh, you'll never work a day in your life, which is bullshit. You're going to work 100% of your life because you love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. I, I had a... My first business was a nightmare because I went into something that I had no interest in. It was oh, just, no. it was a low overhead cost. So I said, let's do it. And uh, what you run into is, like you said, entrepreneurship is extremely exhausting. You never get to take a break. You will work your ass off. And if you don't love it, if you don't like what you're doing, it's not going to last. Yeah. I think my, my issue is that I do love it. No, that's yeah. great. That's great. So the to your point, my lesson was, hey, dumbass. Find something you like to do. <laughs> sure. I mean, that's a good note for anybody to find somebody that you like, some, find something that you like to do. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, I trim out these awkward spots whenever I do dumb shit like that. Um, <laughs> so this is edited in post? I do. I edit cool. the shit out of it because um, I'm not a professional yet. I'm still waiting on my 10,000 hours. <laughs> Feel that. But um, yeah, I, I one day I'd like to probably do it live, but... Um, as you can tell, I'm still kind of working on my thing, but, um, while we're waiting on me to get good at my shit, uh, <laughs> here we are and I'll just, yeah, keep editing. And I don't think anybody really minds that. I think there's a certain quality to live entertainment, but I'm just not there yet. That's okay. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with that. That's part of why I love stand up is because it is an immediate feedback. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, my fiance and I just recorded our first podcast episode of the uh, Claws Out Media and Entertainment presents the Scary Good Movie podcast. So perhaps we'll okay. get better at podcasting as we go to. I did have questions about podcasting because you started one back in 2020. We did. What was I to do? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else was doing stuff. We did the Claws Out Comedy podcast and the Claws Out Comedy car cast. So yeah. we, we pivoted for a while because I don't believe in stopping <laughs> yeah yeah so that's that's where i found out uh, that your first job apparently was now this was either you or the other person talking i was got a little confused but it sounds like you were a yeah DJ, carrie and i carrie and i sound similar a dj for a christian radio that online. was my first job i was a uh, an online dj for a christian radio station tell me about that please <laughs> that was it that was pretty much and next up switchfoot that was <laughs> Right. Well, how did, how did you, or what was your function? Were you literally DJing or was it just putting I, songs on the computer? Yeah, we did songs on the computer. And then uh, there was a chat room, obviously, for all of the troubled kids that needed their soul saved. So that required a lot of moderation. So I did. And you were there for them. Yeah. Well, I knew it was either that or you were baptizing cats. So no, that was, uh, that was Carrie. <laughs> that was my Claws Out Comedy co-host, Carrie Smith. Awesome. Are you, is she still working with you? We have not been doing the podcast because stuff restarted. So the podcast was really a pivot while we could not do live entertainment. Right. But with the uh, Claws Out, is she still working with you? Yeah. I haven't seen Carrie for a while today is actually oh. her birthday oh so. happy birthday carrie yeah uh but yeah i haven't seen her for a minute but we're both still performing and doing stuff yeah so you from what i found online while i'm just scavenging uh it looks like you play at every single venue i've ever been aware of in the dfw area good and if you find another one let me know <laughs> i'll go play at it well i hope we get some more um with like we we're talking about with all the growth in the area but you've been to my favorites hyenas and um the improv yeah looks like 
a lot though like you didn't just visit once you these are kind of like main stopping grounds for you yeah i love both of those clubs and those club chains um i recorded my album unstable at the fort worth hyenas and then claws out has kind of started finding a bit of a home at uh the arlington improv which is neat we've been in claws out has been in every club i think in the dallas fort worth metroplex that's so awesome and that's that's you 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 did all that yourself i did yeah that's incredible (laughs) it's a lot I mean, if, if you just wrapped it up now and said, okay, I did something awesome, that would still be something, a notch on your belt or... Uh. Well, the difficult thing is that I, I, while I am the brand of Claws Out, it's bigger than me. Like, while it's my thing, I don't think it's all about me. So right. I still try to do stuff independently from my brand and be a bit separate. So every time I try to perform somewhere, it's not necessarily with Claws Out. Like, I'm not just at Claws Out shows. And a lot of Claws Out shows run without me, which is great. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Ruth Banks has been absolutely instrumental in us being able to expand and actually do more things and do more things better is uh, really, really Ruth Banks. And what's Ruth Banks' function? Ruth Banks, uh, she hosts the Funky Picnic open mic that we do, the Tipsy Tuesday open mic in uh, Fort Worth on Tuesdays at Funky Picnic Brewing Cafe. And then when we were doing stuff in Austin, I was able to have Ruth kind of manage some stuff. So the other really cool thing is we are at the uh, we're at the Dive in Denton, which okay. is really, really neat. I love that venue, and I'm so, so happy to be there and have a residency. Um, but when I had to go open for, had to, when I got to go open for Carlos Mencia and be his oh, feature wow. for a weekend out in Arkansas, Ruth was able to keep the show running that we had going on so ruth can do things when i am not there which is absolutely incredible and i can't thank her enough for keeping things going while i'm somewhere else because i was always told that i could not be a producer and a performer and that i had to pick one which of course was upsetting Uh, so i decided to prove that you can in fact do both so i was in front of sold out crowds in arkansas at this amazing club called the grove which was really really cool that they gave me a shot to uh, feature for carlos mencia i keep saying open but i got to feature for him which was really neat it was a really cool opportunity and then um we i got seven people paid while i was two states away so that was like a really good feeling that was probably the highlight of my 2021 for like professional feelings where was this at in arkansas it was at the grove comedy uh, club in lowell 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 yep what's the next biggest city over don't know (laughs) i drove immediately there did two shows and then uh passed out and then right after the second show on the second night i just drove home but sold out that's the only detail that matters yeah it's awesome sold out shows um but yeah no it was it was fantastic and uh carlos mencia was absolutely amazing to get to work with and he was so kind like with him uh i got i just got paired with him the uh club owner gave me an opportunity and said that you know his feature couldn't come with him and would i want to do it so and you're like oh let me think yeah yeah i was like i will drive there tomorrow morning so i drove yeah. seven hours did two shows passed out and then did two shows the next day i went to their little uh they had like a german fest going on so i went and hung out and saw what the people of lowell were doing for fun german fest in arkansas yeah it was fun i got a little pretzel necklace it was a good time <laughs> i got to meet the big green m M&M, and uh while she still had her sexy shoes uh and then <laughs> yeah i did i did two shows and then drove straight home with about seven and a half hours damn I've got family up there somewhere, uh, mountain home. Did you it's, lose them? No. Well, okay. kind of, yeah. There was oh. divorces in the family. So. I see. You just said somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's beautiful. Um, I don't know that I could ever, ever live in any place other than Fort Worth as of right now. But sure. Arkansas is uh, it's beautiful. As long as you can kind of just block out all the trailers that are like buried down in the trees as you're driving down the highway. There's, yeah. There's a lot of that. It feels a little murdery in a lot of parts. Yeah, you can hear banjos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's going on at Maine at Southside? Are you still gigging out there? 
No, no, we don't do the uh, laugh your mass off uh, open mic there okay. anymore. Um, that, that was another kind of, of pandemic. Right, casualty. Yeah. Mm. It's just, um, we did, well, you know what? That's not true. So after the open mic, we ended up doing uh, some bad bitch bingo over at Maine at Southside. We still have a good relationship with Maine at Southside, but I created this interactive bingo comedy game. So I made all of these cards and laminate them and designed these board spaces so there is like an actual bad bitch bingo set of rules and things that we were doing for a while <laughs> and we did that this? it's like regular bingo except it's petty you know you get to <laughs> yell at performers so like you have your regular number spaces and then you also have you know trauma or what else was on there um genitals traffic politics you know stuff that comics talk about Important and so stuff. if somebody said that in their set on stage the crowd got to yell mommy issues at them and so those were just spaces on the board so <laughs> We did that in Austin for a while, too. That was really fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I have this bad bitch bingo game that I created that I am looking to bring back eventually when I have more sponsorships and am a bit more plugged into the local scenes so that I can get people to actually give away the prizes and promote their businesses the way that I Im- like initially had imagined doing it. So, yeah, That's bad so bitch bingo. Super fun. Um, well, Morgan, our uh, stand-in co-host, sometimes my fiance, she uh, loves bingo. She goes, she tries to go, tries to drag me to bingo about yeah. once a week. So I think she'd love Bad Bitch Bingo. Bad Bitch Bingo <laughs> is a lot of fun. We've never had negative feedback from Bad Bitch Bingo. It's a good time. Nice. Yeah. You get to yell at comics and win prizes. Like what more could you want? Done and done. Yeah. As long as, long, as, long as there's drinks. I we're think not, that's part of it. We're not doing anything right now. Cause again, I'm trying to get some sponsorships and stuff and I want to do it the right way when we bring it back. So we okay. did Bad Bitch Bingo in Austin. We did it in Fort Worth. We did it in Denton. Like really fun. We just need to tweak a few things and actually get some sponsorships to do it the way that I envision. So you mentioned a place in Denton that you said you have a residency. Yes. So how often do you play up there? We are at the Dive the fourth Saturday of every month for a big Claws Out Comedy Live at the Dive show, which awesome. I'm very excited about. It's super, super neat. It's a really cool spot. And then um, we also, we're doing Bad Bitch Bingo there every week, but we're tabling that and just focusing on the big live events. Yeah. But you've got so much going on. It's okay if you have to table a thing or two. Yeah, you know, that's okay. I I was talking to my friend yesterday and I was like, I feel like I'm not doing anything. She's like, you're doing more <laughs> yeah, right. than anyone I've ever met. It's yeah. Like, you are right. I've been teaching myself how to sew. Um, my fiance 3D prints stuff now. So we've been creating all so of our... Cool. Oh, it's so I want cool. one so bad. But um, I also have a lot going on. So I'll yeah. wait. He's... <laughs> He's fixated on it, and he has this mechanical engineer brain, so he figured awesome. it out right away, and he's been doing some really, really cool stuff. So he's been printing some Claws Out merch for us, too. We've Perfect. got We've got some keychains that say Bad Bitch on one side and Sad Bitch on the other. So. Are they coming out real crisp? Like, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, I wish I'd brought one with me, with me so that time. I could show you next time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're awesome. Um, he's really good at it. We went to some trade show, and there was somebody peddling these 3d print printers and i didn't know what it was at first because we walked by and there's like a big group of people and i just kept walking because i avoid crowds because like you I, if i get noticed i'm in trouble now i gotta sign things yeah absolutely answer questions pre-celebrity right so but we're walking away and morgan goes what the fuck is burning and i'm like that's burning wood what is that so we turned around and we went back and they had a 3d printer and they had another thing that's kind of like a well, it's not a 3D printer, but it works about the same. But it's got a laser on it, and it just like moves back and forth and makes really cool designs on wood and stuff. Anyway, so then 
cue my fascination with 3D printers, and I can't stop looking them up online. And you can get them. That's how it started for him. It started <laughs> with the obsession with the videos. Yeah, that's where they like most obsessions start. I think on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, he got he got the 3D printer. I got the Cricut. We're ready to girl boss as close to the sun as we can before it explodes. <laughs> Now, what is the Cricut? Because I think Morgan has one and we haven't, she hasn't even pulled it out of the yeah, box Yeah, so yet. the Cricut is like a cutting machine. I actually, I got the maker so that I can use it for cutting out my sewing stuff now. So I can cut out my sewing patterns, which is neat. So you said you just like decided you were going to start sewing. Yeah. So when did this start and how long does it take if I want to get proficient at sewing things? Uh, you know, I put one zipper in and now I think I'm a seamstress. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm not super good at it yet. I made one bag and was like, mastered it. I, <laughs> I can th- move on now. That's exactly how I would probably. Yeah. I mean, I just want to make some little things. I want to be in charge of making my own merchandise. And I think it's a useful skill for when the apocalypse comes. Hmm. Uh, I should be able to sew something. So st- I mean, theoretically, you should be able to stitch skin back together, right? In theory, maybe. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, I hope I never have to. Then give it a shot. You might have another talent that you didn't know about. That is something to look forward to. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Ian got me, uh, my fiance, he got me this sewing machine for Christmas because I mentioned that I wanted to do it. And so he got me this big sewing machine. And it's like nice. So I have to learn how to use it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm ungrateful. Like I have to use the present right. that was given to me. So I was making a joke too because it's like, ah, oh, I lost my dad in 2021, but I got a brother. <laughs> eh? Sewing, sewing joke. I'm gonna have people in stitches oh, on that oh, one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Stitches, brother, got yeah, it. That's just good. Crushing That's good. it. Yeah, see, I'm too slow for that joke. That was for smart people. I think it was for sewing people. <laughs> that was uh, not a very well tailored joke. I apologize. <sighs> she just it doesn't stop I'm so sorry yeah I know I keep going how much further can you go with this I think that's all I got (laughs) I'm hanging by a thread oh there it is (laughs) yeah you said an hour away so are you over on the Dallas side I don't super want to disclose where I live, no, but I do don't give live. Us the address. I, I do kinda... live. Uh, I do live closer to Austin now than oh, to really? when I initially lived in downtown Fort Worth. Okay. Yeah, I lived in downtown Fort Worth for many years, though. Okay. Yeah, I moved from Fort Wayne, Indiana, to Fort Worth, Texas, and we literally lived in the first place we looked at because they let us do our deposit over a three-month period, and we were oh, wow. super broke when we moved here. So it was yeah. the first place we looked at, and then um, I ended up living there for I think six years mm-hmm. uh, until we moved we bought a house so that's why we moved yeah well and we've been looking at property values around here and it's insane like oh yeah this little house that we have right now it's like we're never going to get a situation better than this same well it's amazing too like if we would have stayed in the uh duplex that we were living in it would have been more expensive than what our mortgage is now a month which is bananas Mm -hmm. Yeah, and especially because we didn't live in a good neighborhood. We lived right. in the hood. hood. <laughs> like, had to call the cops. Our windows were getting shot out kind of hood. Yeah. Yeah. Well. We lived very close to top six for anything that, oh, for anyone that might mean I don't even to. know why I know where that is, but I do. It's like on the way to Because you know uh, to not go there. Right? You know to not go there. It's kind of in between here and Arlington. It's like, I lived, I think, less than 10 minutes from the uh, downtown Hyenas Club. So it was close okay. to downtown, which was nice. Now, yeah. we have we have chickens now, though. Uh, Ian built this entire, like, chicken coop outside with his bare hands. It this was is a handy crazy. man. He is very capable. Yeah. He's just, Opposites attract. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. So y'all are just 
creating stuff left and right. He's trying to find what skills he doesn't have. And I don't he, think that <laughs> I honestly, he came home and he told me that he wanted to write a movie and I was like, stop it. Stop it. Because creative you know things are my it. thing. <laughs> creative space is supposed to be me. Oh, he's so, he's super funny too. It's really funny. All the stand up comics, kids, he likes to come and hang out at the STFU open mic at Twilight Lounge on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. And, uh, plug. Yeah. Uh, but he likes to come and hang out and all the comics are always like, you should do stand up. And he'll just look at them and say, I don't need the validation like you do, which is oh. harsh and hilarious. Yeah. He's so funny. <laughs> and true. <laughs> oh, yeah. He is cutting and edgy and very That's funny great. i love him very much but yeah it's uh it's annoying yeah because he's good at everything <laughs> people like that are great to have around yeah. so what do you do with these chickens you just feed them and they love you or no they're so ungrateful they're so disrespectful are they giving you eggs or they're gonna give us eggs soon and then i think we'll feel more even in the amount of love and care that we're putting toward them but yeah I, uh, we named them all after uh, female comedians for the most part we've got our little <laughs> our little hen crew out there except for the ones that ian insisted on naming so we have henrietta which he would not budge on uh and agatha which is the rut and then uh yeah we've got lucille betty uh who else is out there joan and fran are y'all gonna be getting more chickens i hope not i hope we don't have to i hope that these chickens are just <laughs> wonderful and good and live forever and give us eggs until the end of time how long do you do you get to keep don't a know. chicken no idea guess we'll find out yeah i'll did, let you know did you pick these up at a store or were they gifted to you i don't know ian ian just said that there were chickens <laughs> and then there were chickens at my house that's what it happened so fast so what's the name of Ian's first movie? What's funny is he wants to make this movie about uh, my dad's passing called, uh, he wants to call it Monday Morning. Okay. Like morning. Oh, you yeah, are yeah, Anna, yeah. Angie. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm so glad my trauma can be a point of inspiration for you. It's a point of inspiration for me. So who am I to say oh, that you can't start. do it? Yeah. yeah. Well, Austin has like a huge uh, indie film scene and, and Fort Worth kind of does too. So yeah. being in between those two, who knows? Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> So what's next on your schedule this week? This week, uh, I think I get to, well, what today's Tuesday. I have to do the STFU open mic tomorrow night, and then uh, I'm going to chill, and then my friend Maggie is coming in to visit, and we're going to talk about a music video that we're shooting for her later this year. This or not for her, with her. I get to be a part of it, which is super cool. Um, so I'm really excited about that, and she is also a very funny, talented comedian. She does musical comedy, Maggie Mayfield, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to like see my friend and do stuff, and then it gets kind of crazy again. <laughs> with uh the week after and then i hope i hope i get to chill out honestly if i'm not looking at my calendar i don't really know exactly where i need to be and what i need to do but it's a lot of just album promotion stuff uh and making sure that unprecedented is good and ready to go i hope it is i think it is knock on wood we'll let you I know think it's ready. if yeah we'll let you know if, if it wasn't ready yeah <laughs> well so I your had pre-sales to, are going really well though right well we don't have the pre-save link for the full album yet we have pre-save for misdiagnosed okay, which is yeah. the single track coming off of uh unprecedented that's coming out this friday 218 which is okay. very exciting yes it's just a little short five minute track off of the album so we'll see how that goes yeah, i think i think it's a good bridge between unstable and unprecedented though i think misdiagnosed is a good kind of introduction into what's coming and how long is the single? How does that work for comedy? It's about five minutes. Okay. Yeah. We're awesome. just we're just putting one thing out. We did a couple different single releases when I did Unstable, and it's just better to put one thing out to tease the mm -hmm. uh, the full album coming yeah. out on April 29th. That's good timing, right? I think so. Is there some science to that? 
I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> well, I think you already sent me the link for it, right? Yes. Okay, so I'll make sure that's in the show notes and people can click on that and go see Misdiagnosed. Yes, I am excited. So there will be no visual to it. It's just the audio. They can listen to Misdiagnosed. Yes, they can listen to Misdiagnosed. <laughs> I really tried to make the cover art like a bridge between Unstable and Unprecedented. So it is some of the same font and it's from the same photo shoot that I had done for Unstable because I didn't release a physical version of Unstable since I recorded October 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, um, no, excuse me. I, I recorded October 2020, released January 1st, 2021. So there wasn't really anything to do other than just release it to streaming because stuff still really wasn't open and running. Like yeah. we weren't doing regular live events yet, really. Yeah. So I just released it directly to streaming and there you go. did it that way. So I, I had this other photo that I wanted to do something with, but I couldn't because it was originally going to be on like the physical jewel case and that was going to be where the track listings were. But I ended up just repurposing for misdiagnosed. That's that's the uh, the the cover art that you have for for this one is what you're talking about. Yeah, the cover okay. art for misdiagnosed for that single is uh, from the same photo shoot as unstable. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, gotta gotta use that material somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, honestly, I did unprecedented because I just I had that photo and I was like, oh yeah, I should do something with that. And I started playing around with a cover. And once I made the cover for this new album, I was like, oh, I have to record an album now. Like I just right. was messing around making a picture, and I thought it looked so good that it deserved to have an album behind it. So that was a big <laughs> decision in me recording unprecedented. Kinda was life in reverse. Well, I made the art first, and I was like, yeah. this deserves to have something. This looks so good. <laughs> I was really proud of it. I'm excited for this. So, um, you've. You've got this release coming up. You've got your single. You've got your full release album. Yeah. And then what do you got going on after that? Do you have more goals ahead of that? Or are you just going to keep running in the direction you've been going with Claws Out? Um, Claws Out Media and Entertainment's got a lot, a lot of stuff going on. Claws Out Comedy, we're producing a couple different uh, albums for other comedians this year, which is exciting. Okay. So we're kind of, I'm the guinea pig for my own production company so like we're figuring stuff out with unstable and unprecedented and then uh we've got i think four comics signed on to do their albums this year which is exciting and then uh i've got some stuff coming up with not tour dates but i'm trying to do a little bit more travel i've got some personal stuff going on with a legal situation so i don't Mm know i don't know how far out i can actually put my dates but i might go out to new mexico i've got a show in san antonio i've got a show out in athens which i've never been to so april Athens, texas yeah Yeah. so march and april are pretty busy doing a lot of pop-ups and travel a little bit so um yeah and then may i I don't know if I said New Mexico already. I might go out to New Mexico in May. You said New Mexico. You're going to uh, Colorado Springs, Clovis. I don't know. (laughs) I have no idea. No idea yet. Actually, Colorado Springs is in Colorado. I, again, if I'm not in front of my laptop with lists and notes and emails, I don't know where I'm supposed to be. (laughs) Just as it comes down the pipe, uh, you can either send it to me directly or I'll, if you'll tag me in it and it pops up, I'll just share it. That's awesome. But I owe you an apology too, because you taught me something that, I immediately forgot and then did again. But um, I should probably ask before I start stealing people's shit off of their social media accounts and then resharing it. I don't mind like my <laughs> social media, but my Facebook I like to pretend doesn't exist. I like to pretend that's just friends. I don't no. know if we were friends during the time where I was deleting everybody letter by letter. Yeah, I went through a Facebook purge where I just said, if you are, if your name begins with A, you're safe. And I cut my friends list, I think, over half. Yeah, And I just deleted people day by day, yeah. letter by letter. That's your great. prerogative. But it's really I, thrilling kind of uh oh uh, i'm gonna have a big album release party for unprecedented too that's that's the main thing so i think i'm gonna do um 
well, my phone's over there. Either April 29th or April 30th. I'm just waiting to hear back from the venue. Okay. I'd like to do like album release party and uh, birthday party. Where do so you think we'll you'll see. do it at? Twilight Lounge in Fort okay. Worth. Yeah. yeah. Where I recorded it. Oh, it's fantastic. We've been there Musicians for three the years, time. which is the longest I've ever been anywhere. And I love that place more than words can say. Twilight's yeah. always been fantastic and phenomenal and just incredibly kind. It's got an extremely chill vibe. Like it's it's just a really comfortable venue yeah so we did we did some weekend stuff there before when i first started claws out and then we've got the wednesday that's been it, it was tuesday and then um post pandemic i keep saying post pandemic like we're not still in it we All are right. but you know when things were more reopen and we were doing live events again we came back on wednesdays so what's really cool about twilight lounge is uh we have the stfu open mic every wednesday but then the last wednesday of every month there's a drag show right after us which is super okay amazing no more and it's all really free like, that, yeah. like twilight lounge is the best place in fort worth to see free entertainment yeah yeah um we went there not too long ago with Lindsay hightower hightower band i don't know if you've ran into them they play there too not yet <laughs> so it's a lot of fun um there was something that i keep wanting to ask you about the uh i know producing for uh other comedians was one of the questions what goes into that are you doing the audio uh adjustments and oh we'll find out i did i did all the audio stuff for the most part i did 90 percent of it uh for unprecedented i think that somebody's going to go in and clean up the stuff that i just did not technically know how to do but yeah. i wanted to learn what goes into creating a piece of content like this so i did not do the audio stuff for unstable but i did a lot of the track well i did all of the track cuts for unprecedented i think somebody's just going to go in and clean up a little bit like i i chopped everything oh, okay. i chopped everything and Selected i leveled everything use. yeah yeah so we had this huge piece of raw content and then i mm -hmm. went through and tried to learn how to do the editing process because <laughs> i want to be i want to be a valuable person i know inherently everyone has value but like i'm really trying to learn as many skills as i can possibly absorb at least yeah. to be at least to be competent enough that if i ever hire somebody else to do it i know that they know what they're doing right yeah if you know more than them you don't need to hire them right <laughs> exactly that is exactly my thought process so what what uh audio software are you using or how does that work do you just get in there and start trimming stuff with the standard audio program or? i was using davinci resolve okay to do most of the stuff is that an is, adobe program no it's just uh it's a standalone program oh, okay. it's usually paired with um like black magic uh, video stuff but okay. i just downloaded it i asked my friend who knew a lot about video and audio and mm -hmm. he told me which version to download and gave me like a crash course on it so yeah. i just i just did as i was told and then kind of went and messed around with myself gotta start somewhere um yeah <laughs> i've been into some pretty legit studios where they've got all you know like this little silly audio interface i have here but like an entire room full of these little sliders and buttons all over the place and computer screens and keyboards yes. and it's like shit how would anybody know what to do with this i don't know people do that <laughs> i am i am very base level of doing things. i don't think you have to do all that with maybe just vocals like for comedy i wouldn't think yeah comedy is pretty straightforward <laughs> pretty easy if people can hear me then goal reached Good. like yeah. if i'm not blowing anybody's eardrums out then we've accomplished yeah. everything we needed to they need to come up with some way at these venues to like catch the live sets for these comedians playing at like hyenas. I think improv has some pretty good sound equipment, but if you watch YouTube videos for most of the local comedians, it's, you can hardly hear them. That's so. their problem. I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I record my own stuff. Um, Smith good. music will come out and help me catch, uh, catch stuff sometimes too. when it's like a big project okay. and Smith music does distribution and stuff too. Those so. are Fort Worth guys. Yes. Okay. Yep. Fort Worth. Yeah. Did y'all do anything fun for Valentine's day? 
Um, well, I must love him because in the early stages of Valentine's Day, like midnight, 1 a.m., uh, we were recording our first Scary Good Movie podcast episode. And so that's how we began Valentine's Day. And then we ate food and fell asleep at like 8.30 last night, 8.30 p.m. That's what we did on Valentine's Day. That sounds we like slept it. for like 12 hours. <laughs> yeah, we, we made dinner and that was it. So Yeah, that's really... All we I got cheesecake and stuff for us too. We passed out. We made some tikka masala and just fell asleep because we're eighty now. When you're in we have love, chickens, uh, don't you know? You're right. We're we're ancient people. But when you're in love, every day's Valentine's Day, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a walk in the park every day. <laughs> well, I'm really glad that we found you. I'm glad that Kate got us connected. Yeah, that was and wonderful. I'm Thank you really so much look- for the opportunity to Hell come on yeah. and talk. Um, we'd love to have you back on the show, especially since I'm getting better at this. Next time, it'll be so much cleaner. <laughs> I am happy to answer any and every question. Sometimes people ask invasive things and I'm just like, ah, I don't care. I'll tell you yeah. whatever you want. Well, and then on that too, like I tell people like if I could get in your shit too much, like if I'm saying or asking personal stuff like you did earlier, like with, you know, I don't want to tell people where I live. Great. Let's not do that. You're right. Yeah. That's a silly thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I get, I, I had to, uh, I had to delete a post on TikTok because people are just trying to find out where you live. It's crazy. Cause I posted, mm. I posted a video of like this giant spider and then, uh, had to delete it almost immediately because somebody saw the city name on my trash can. Oh shit. And I was like, okay, well, I'm sharing less of my life with you guys now. Uh, thanks for saying something early before you just showed up to my house, I guess. Like, well, you have like, I think it, it was either Instagram or TikTok, but you have like over 130,000 uh, followers. 149, but who's counting? Yeah, 149,000 <laughs> on TikTok. So I, you're going to run into just stupid shit all the time, I'm sure, with the comments and the messages. and Yeah. The I, I was surprised that place. you got back to me as quick as you did on some of that stuff because... I I know what it's like just running a small business and having people emailing you about that. That'll fill up your yeah. inbox. It'll keep you busy all day. Yeah, it's but a lot. Now, now that you've reached that level of uh, superstardom, you're, you're just you're <laughs> never going to get a break. So. I don't I don't know that it's superstardom, but you know, mentally pre celebrity, right? Like pre-celebrity. we talked about earlier. Um, I have a morning routine where I very strictly will make the bed take my vitamins, drink water, and then do any workout that I want to do in the morning or like whatever I'm doing for self-care that morning. Maybe it's sitting and drinking a cup of coffee and putting on makeup and taking a shower or whatever. Whatever kind of self-care I want to do in the morning, I do it all before I look at my phone. So my phone is flipped over before I go to bed and I don't look at it until I'm ready to engage with people. How long ago did you start doing that? Um, well, I changed, uh, I changed my routine during the pandemic. That was really my first big thing. Cause I realized, especially when I did first get on TikTok, that I was constantly looking at my phone for either notifications or like looking at my phone and wondering why don't I have notifications, <laughs> which is not a healthy way to live. So yeah. I bought an alarm clock. I bought an alarm clock that really started changing my world. Uh, when we were at the height of the pandemic in 2020. And so I got this alarm clock and I started not depending on my phone to be my alarm because that was where a lot of my issue was coming from is I would look at my alarm and then immediately I'm seeing everything that's on my front phone screen Mm -hmm. where it's those little red bubbles. And I was like, that is a bad thing. That's a a bad way to live. And so I got an alarm clock to start not being dependent on my phone to wake up. And then, uh, yeah, once I've feel once i felt like i graduated from the alarm clock i just keep my phone flipped over because most of the time i wake up without an alarm now i don't know when i became that person but i just wake up at like 7 or 8 a.m and just get my day going and i don't look at my phone until i'm ready to engage with my phone yeah that's perfect um i 
so for me i know that that is an extremely powerful like mental health tool for me because if i am off of a schedule it is so destructive to everything in my life like today has just been you know earlier i wasn't complaining about taking time off of work i was just whenever my schedule is screwed up like that i'm just not i'm not me i'm not 100 percent. i'm not sharp so but if i can stick to a routine if i'm getting up at the same time, following a routine. Um, I know running is extremely important to me, but I have not been doing that lately. Yeah. So. Well, I went so hard in January. I tried to, uh, I tried to bike 222 miles in honor of Betty White, which I did. I did 222 miles. I read four books in January. Yeah. My big thing was for 2022, just what would Betty do? So like, I'm trying to do everything that I possibly can and get my grubby little paws and every piece of production and, you know, every little piece of, the job that I do, I want to know the back end of it. So yeah, I did, uh, I did a lot of biking and like exercising and I have to have a list and schedule yeah. to function every day. Cause I've been off meds too, for I think almost three years now. That was a big part of me releasing misdiagnosis because I was so proud when I put unstable out. Cause I talked about, you know, borderline personality disorder and bipolar disorder. And one of the big things that happened for me in 2021 was I got a different diagnosis, which is correct for me so like the irony is not lost on me that i released unstable and then became more stable than i've ever been (laughs) it's not lost on me yeah so um and that's one of those things that we don't have to get into but it sounds like you talk about it quite a bit um i'm very open about mental health you can ask me anything about mental health so with your new diagnosis and following this routine and i kind of thought there was a crossover there because it's the same for me like I don't feel right if I don't follow a schedule. And with your uh, diagnosis, you following a schedule also helps you just kind of keep everything together in focus. Well, my new diagnosis is PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoric disorder, um, which means that I took lithium I didn't need for over a decade. And I felt crazier and crazier every time it wasn't working for me. And every time I would have an episode, I felt nuts. And it's because I didn't have the correct diagnosis. So really, since we started treating PMDD, which really just involved regulating my periods i've been fine which is infuriating yeah it's absolutely infuriating because mental health is very important but mental health is also health and there's this weird separation like those are different things they're not they are absolutely connected right so i just try to focus a lot on everything that i need to do to be okay every single day which was the same even before i had that diagnosis like uh, i started obsessively not obsessively but like consciously focusing on giving my body the correct nutrients and endorphins that I could without medication when I first got off of meds. And then when I got this different diagnosis, um, more stuff made sense for me and I don't take daily meds anymore. I just take a benzo as needed whenever I get like hormonal anxiety, which uh-huh. was my primary issue this right. entire time. God damn. Yeah, but it's really it's really difficult because I carried around uh, these very, very heavy labels for a very long time. So whenever I think about unstable, I get a little bit angry (laughs) yeah because i remember i thought i was so brave for talking about these things but they weren't even the right things for me and then i talk about it a little bit on unprecedented but like having a different label doesn't mean i have different problems like it's still all the same issues yeah Uh, but a combination of therapy and the correct treatment for the thing i actually have has been incredibly helpful yeah but like lithium that's not a z-pack it's not a light drug no i took very heavy part of the reason that i stopped taking lithium was because it came back on my uh blood screens that it was like affecting my liver so that was like Mm. a big reason 
and it's it's just that there was nothing else that would be affecting my liver that way it was a conclusion that was drawn by my doctor not by me i feel like i should yeah. say that because whenever you say something online somebody's like it doesn't affect your liver okay well my doctor thought that it did so we got off of it you know <laughs> um that's something else that i've noticed online too that people need to be conscientious of like when you're sharing something with anybody actually it's not even that um people are just like very flippant with medical terms now which i did talk a little bit about on unstable but it's so much more now like people tell me every day i have adhd and i'm like okay but i don't though yeah i, I simply don't have yeah. ADHD. not that it's so, any of their business anyway it's not but it doesn't matter it's just it's a weird level of comfort that people have reached on the internet where they're just shouting medical stuff at people so yeah I think that it's weird that we're constantly viewing each other through these flat devices and we're projecting things on three-dimensional people that we only see in very, very small windows. Because, like, I've just noticed it a lot lately on uh, TikTok in particular. It's like, these people talk fast because we have a 15 to 30-second window to tell you all our information. Like, it's not whatever. Well, and... I could go off about it for a while. (laughs) No, and that's fine. I... I'm totally good with that. Uh, the uh, the content creators, though, they chop the stuff down to make them sound faster and to deliver the information. The algorithm cool. likes it when we talk faster. Really? Yeah. You said something today that kind of freaked me out. There was a, a post you made either today or yesterday, and you were talking about how the algorithm doesn't like a female with your face using curse words. Oh, my God. Is that a real thing? I For me, it is. I can't speak to anybody else's. The algorithm can identify that? I can't speak to anybody else's experience. <laughs> I can just tell you there are some creators that they don't mind if they curse and they can get on and they can say whatever the hell they want to say. Right. But for me, for me, and then there was another content creator. Uh, she actually got a post ban, like a content violation and a post ban for saying the letter D. Like it just doesn't matter. And some people yeah, have complete freedom on this app and other yeah. people do not. Like This is on TikTok? Yeah. So like Damn. if I, if I curse, the algorithm does not like me. Um, yeah, I don't know why. Something about my face says, yeah, I'm Wana. I'm Wana, and you're watching the Disney Channel. I think that's what I said. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh... Yeah, I don't know why. I got a, I got a post... I got a... No, I didn't get a post, man. I got a content violation the other day because uh, some guy said I wasn't funny, which, ugh, obviously wrong. Um, but, uh... Correct. Yeah, so he, he said that, and then I responded to him, and I just said something to the effect of, like, okay, bye, I'm on my way to a gig that's going to pay me more than you're going to make in a month. Uh, good luck living in your mom's basement or your car or whatever. Do you have a car? That's all I said. Yeah. But then I got a content violation for that, for bullying, for harassment and bullying. So what I think is so funny is people want to talk trash online, but then report my videos at the same time, which I think is hilarious. That's people, what they want, though. People want to talk trash, but then also be like, she's harassing me. That's no, exactly I'm what they want. responding to you. You. And if that's the heat that you can't take, then God, don't go in the kitchen. Your cloud, yeah. Excuse me. Your crowd work is hilarious. So some of your videos doing Thank your you. crowd, uh, and to me, and my opinion doesn't matter at all. But one of the most like present demonstrations of a comedian's talent is their crowd work. I love because crowd it work. is you know this is off the cuff, not written down. Uh, you're just responding to what's coming at you in real time, and so. Uh, Anyway, that's great. Thank you so much for saying that because I really love doing crowd work. I don't, I don't seek it out, but when it happens, I enjoy it. Yeah, but the crowd work side of it, on like just f- from what I've seen with other creators that are responding to people's comments, it's just it just snowballs. Like it turns into like what you're going through, and before you know it, that's what it's all about. Just <laughs> so 
Yeah, well, th- those people don't des- deserve your attention. You just need to. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think something that's uh, useful in stand up. This has always been something that I like to lean on is uh, when somebody's heckling you. It's more about them than about you. I don't get a lot of hecklers, but whenever somebody's yelling at a comedy show, like it's not a well-adjusted, happy person. <laughs> right. It's it's like, the, for the really most part, drunk, depressed person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't deal with a lot of hecklers, but I told Kate about this. But we were at a uh, hyenas. And I cannot, I never can't remember this guy's name. He was hilarious. He's from Kansas. Tall guy, glasses, sells his uh, albums on vinyl. Anyway, he had the room in stitches. Everybody's laughing, having a great time. This is the late show. You know, you got the early one and then the late one. Yeah. And it just started to get out of control so fast. Like this very intoxicated lady sitting next to us would just blurt out words. Yeah. And he would respond to it. And this turned out to be a horrible mistake. Like, yeah. it's not his fault. He's just a funny guy, also great at crowd work. And he's responding to this person. But this person's not really in the room. She was just saying words. Like, she's gone. Yeah. She's checked out, like, 20, 30, maybe an hour ago. And uh, there, we ended up finding vomit, like, on the way out. Like, somebody had... It was a rough night for some people in that crowd. Yeah. But it it got to where he was getting heckled from. Left stage, right stage, center up close in the back it was coming from every direction and then he had just had it with the entire room and he turned to somebody in the back he's like can i please get the fucking light and i when he said that i was like i hate everybody in this room right now because you just told this guy from kansas this is what people from fort worth are like we had this really great moment we uh (laughs) and it's not we were doing the show at the dive in Denton and one of the best moments that I think that we had last year, it was really cool to watch. Um, it's a free show. So like anybody can come in for the most part, every event that we do for claws out draws a very respectful crowd, but there was a, uh, like a bachelor party in the back oh, no. and they were just, they were really loud and disruptive. And it was to the point where I was like, Oh, I need to probably go say something to this table. But before I could, another guy from another table yelled, turned to them. and was like, shut up. There's a comedian on stage right now and you need to be respectful or leave like i like when the audience polices each other and then everybody was just like yeah what this guy said we all agree nice but it was nice when the crowd took it into their own hands because for the most part when you have a live event uh the audience will just police themselves because they didn't go there to hear table to the right talk they went there to hear the person on stage talk 100 so that was that was a really cool moment that i got to see is just a guy having enough turning around and telling another table to shut up that's refreshing too probably because for, for you performing because you're thinking do i address this well, i wasn't on or the stage. do i keep streaming through it i wasn't on the stage uh if i was on the stage i would have addressed it <laughs> i was not on the stage i was just helping produce the show yeah that's <laughs> it awesome. was it was during somebody else's set damn she no. did a great job handling it too but somebody else stood up and yelled <laughs> it just it wrecked the whole night and i that's I, a shame yeah it is it is it's just because people can't handle their liquor and they don't know how to shut the fuck up but um it like you said they came to see the comedian they do not want to hear other people but i also think and me and kate talked about this but there seems to be a kind of a new crowd in the comedy scene like the people that are going to see comedy because they spent so much time watching netflix during covid yeah in their living room they they so like new fans people that weren't fans before are showing up to these events they don't know how to conduct themselves that's absolutely true um i have been talking about this a lot lately because i noticed it uh when we were producing some shows in fort worth like in the red room at hyenas people would get up and walk out and then come tell me how offended they are and i was like if you're at a claws out show and you're getting offended you can't handle 
anything else because yeah. we are very picky about who we put on stage and like creating a positive positive excuse me paw mm -hmm. positive environment so like nobody's getting on stage with the intention of hurting your feelings they're just up there telling jokes yeah. and for you to be offended is yeah. not just to be offended but to come tell me how offended you are is crazy yeah. like i have encountered a lot of karens uh <laughs> like i i is so I get flustered talking about it because it was so, so wild to me. The conversations I've had to have with people over the last year, it's like, it's, it's comedy. And if you can't handle comedy, that's fine. Like yeah. that's perfectly okay. You don't have to come to a live show. A live show is not the same as Netflix. And I tell my crowd every Wednesday that comes out to support the STFU open mic. Cause like claws out is very much about providing safe spaces for audience members, but also for performers. Like part yeah. of standup is having room to develop and fail and cross the line. Like part of developing a like an act that you might one day see on Netflix you don't just get there yeah. you have to be in small bars and small spaces with crowds you can trust to tell you that's not cool we don't <laughs> like that like the point of comedy like you want it's so weird consumers want people that ride the line but they want us to get to that perfect tightrope immediately and it's not that it's a process like part of comedy is making something very hard look very easy so like a lot of things that you hear off the cuff aren't really off the cuff like right. even crowd work stuff like sure, that stuff sure. that's stuff that like comedians have been working on for years to just <laughs> know what to say in the right moment like and I'm a crazy person like I think about conversations so much like conversations that haven't happened yet I think what I will say if someone does this like I am constantly thinking about what I'll do if so like is that not normal I don't know I do <laughs> it's it's anxiety that I've utilized for my profession but it's so like it's so weird to see people want this kind of content but not want to be a part of the process or not understand that no. you don't get you don't get to be without a you know yeah. what i mean so like i constantly try to inform people because i know that a lot of people out on a wednesday night or a tuesday night like they might not have seen live comedy before so it's like right. hey i always preface the night by saying this is not a comedy show this is comedy open mic people are up here trying their best and you need to laugh if it's funny and don't if it's not because they're they're gonna the, go repeat it shut the fuck up it if is, you don't like it yeah. it is the shut the fuck up open mic yeah <laughs> Yeah, and then I also do something at all of our live events where, like, if you feel a hell yeah in your heart, you can say it out loud. So that's a fun crowd interactive yeah. thing that we've worked into all of the events that we do for Claws Out. But yeah, it's it's weird. People um, people don't know how to act. That's certainly true. So I try to do the best that I can to provide context to whatever we're doing so that people can try to react appropriately and maybe try to be a little bit kinder with their judgment of the artistic process because yeah. it is a process and like you don't get to be this edgy wonderful comedian without working on it yeah so mana gives us permission to turn around and yell at that asshole whenever he's heckling our comedian absolutely okay good yeah i needed that card yeah <laughs> yeah if you if you have if you have the strength in you to turn around and tell somebody to shut up and you feel safe doing it go for it yeah that uh yeah i hope i never experience it again but i probably go into enough shows i love going to stand-ups and open mics open mics are fun if you can handle the cringe because they're oh man um i've been to some open mics where you'll you'll sit there and you want everybody to do good you're rooting for this person and they get up there and their material is awful and you just kind of watch them burn up right in front of you. 
and it's it's very uncomfortable to watch you somebody imagine bomb being a comic. like that. Oh, I can't. Yeah, I can't. I don't think I could do it. I would just put the mic back and be like, "All right, well, I am not good at this shit," and walk off. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a, it's growth. It's a process. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say I've never felt like I had a bomb. I feel like a bomb is really heavy. I feel like a bomb is when you drive home and you go, "I don't want to do that again." Yeah. Like I've had nights where I was like, "That wasn't my night," but I've never been like, "I never want to like." I want to quit. Like that's I've never had that. I've never had that bomb feeling. And you know that's that's kind of rare, right? I mean, isn't it? And talking to other comedians. Or- I don't know. I just think everything's a learning experience. I think that the best thing that you can have, I think self-awareness is a superpower. I think if you were the best that night, you should know you're the best that night. Yeah. If you were the worst that night, you should know you were the worst that night. But you should also be aware that there are other nights where you might not be the best yeah. or the worst. Like, I think every stage is an opportunity, and I think that every time that you get in front of a microphone, it's just growth, and there's something to learn there. So, like, as long as I walk away going, eh, well, I won't do that again, or eh, I could have done this a little better. I think it's also important whenever you're in any kind of creative field to have friends that don't lie to you. So, yeah. like, one of my favorite moments, uh, we were at an open mic in Denton, and it was, like, a mic where it was mostly musicians, but they were nice enough to let comics go up and try and right. do some stuff, which was really nice. Those are awesome. Yeah, but, like, I got off stage, my friend jimmy nelson who is hilarious uh he handed me a doodle he had drawn of me (laughs) and it said mana and then it had a little ice cream cone uh that was made of shit and he just drew a little arrow and said mana set i was like (laughs) thank you thank you for keeping me humble sometimes people get off stage no matter what their friend will be like good time right but like i came up with like ddt and leron wright and jimmy nelson where we would get off stage and go yeah that was that was hard huh (laughs) You had a you had a set. Well, that probably helped you uh, mature your content a lot lot quicker, or your comedy. But I yeah. think the, the I think we were also competitive too. That like we were and we were following very good people all the time. So like uh-huh. we kept trying to outdo each other and get better at what we were doing. So like we all kind of I think made each other better. So it sounds like you did fail just as much as any other comedian that I've heard talk about this kind of progression. The the burning up on stage or bombing or whatever um but i think the difference with you is just your resilience level. it's a mindset to it yeah you, well, I mean, you like, walk away from it with a different mindset going ah there, there will be others i've but, never i've never been booed i've never really been heckled like the only times that i've been heckled it was just like really drunk people being disruptive and they were doing it to everybody like i've yeah. never had somebody be like you suck <laughs> like i've never had that kind of an interaction with someone so like i don't I I don't know. My feelings are pretty hard to hurt too. Yeah. Because again, I just pity anybody who's mean. I'm just like, oh, you're probably dehydrated. You seem upset. <laughs> stuff stuff okay at home? Didn't you know? sleep well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, if I'm in the audience and somebody's heckling you, I've already got the card. I will turn around. That's true. That's true. You Shut do have that card. Out. You're yeah. free to use it. <laughs> Want to thank you so much for doing this. Thank and, you for having um, me on. Would you consider naming your first Netflix special after me? Sure. <laughs> I will consider I'm looking it. forward to that. And uh, just please do let me know whenever you've got any kind of content to put out, new releases, your, your single, your album, whatever. And I, we, Fort Worth Roots Podcast is happy to blast that out anytime. Thank you so Love much. Love to watch you grow and see where your journey takes you. Well, we have Misdiagnosed coming out this Friday, 218. And then pretty soon in the next couple of days, we should have a full pre-save link for Unprecedented coming out April 29th. Okay. So for the single, this episode won't air yet but i will put the stuff out on the uh, podcast page or the uh, facebook page well hopefully it'll be a full link then for uh the actual album yeah it'll be out for that and i will put links for all the stuff the single the episode and everything so 
Yay, right. thank you. Well, thank you. And uh, make sure I get a picture with us and maybe Morgan can... She just walked in, so cool. we can all take a picture together. Yeah, absolutely. That's something I always forget. I showered and stuff today. Uh, <laughs> I did too, allegedly. Look at us crushing all it. Right. Fort Worth Roots, thank you all for being here, and we'll see you next week. A big thank you to Mana for being a part of Fort Worth Roots. Thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, can't wait to watch you grow as a comedian and a, as an entrepreneur. Just an incredibly driven person. I love being around people like this because it, it's kind of like osmosis motivation. It makes you want to get up and go do stuff. Be exciting and productive. Don't forget Squad STX Boys Camping. You can find them at squadstx.com. Again, all this stuff is in the show notes. River Oaks. The Springfest Car Show, River Oak Springfest Car Show, Saturday, April 30th. Please mark it on your calendars. It's going to be fun. It's going to be, a, I think, an all-day event. I don't have a time on this card for what time it starts, but um, it's going to be awesome. And the day before this, I think they're meeting at Grumps. Yeah, Friday night, meet and greet with the police escort crews. Uh, I'm pretty damn sure they're meeting at Grumps for this. I'll, I'll verify that. Um all that information, facebook.com slash River Oaks Springfest to get updates. And of course, we'll try to keep you posted uh, if anything changes on the, the Fort Worth Roots Facebook page. What else? Thank you to our Patreon patrons. Um, this is something that we're not going to be highlighting or talking about a whole lot, but whenever we do get a patron, we're going to shout them out. Tell them thank you. Uh, Angela Walker, thank you for being a, a patron and supporting the show. Truly, truly appreciate it. And one day we hope to do big, big, badass things with Fort Worth Roots. And it's going to be because of people like Angela that we're able to get, uh, accomplish these goals. So, thank you. Um, what else? Oh, I wanted to tell you guys about some of the cool things that are popping up on the interactive map. Anytime you listen to one of the episodes, you stream it. Uh, it shows up on an interactive map that we've got uh, that tracks our analytics. I'm going to try not to butcher this. Dunfermline. Dunfermline. It's a it's a town in Scotland. And they're listening to Fort Worth Roots. And then uh, in Budapest, we got people over in Hungary. Hun- is it Hungary or Hungary? Hungary. Budapest. They're listening to the show. We got somebody over in Kuwait City listening to Fort Worth Roots. thought that was cool. I talked to a buddy of mine. I'm like, was that you? Because he's on that side of the world. And he says he uses a VPN to listen to the show, so he would show up as Dallas. So it wasn't Grant. He listens somewhere else. And then just all over the United States, people tuning in and listening, and they keep coming back. So wherever you are on this interactive map listening to Fort Worth Roots, thank you very much for uh, downloading even one episode of the show. It helps us. So thank you. Um, social media, you can find us everywhere. Fort Worth Roots. I, I have an account on all the things. I will tell you that on TikTok, I don't really mess with that too much. I do have a TikTok account, and I don't really keep it up to date. That's the only one I'm not real good at. Uh, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. I'm pretty, pretty active on those. So, And if you have any questions, comments, you just want to tell me something about the show... Do I keep screwing something up or I say something uh, too repetitively and it's driving you insane? Or maybe you just really like what I'm doing. You're digging it. Hit me up. Email me, media at fortworthroots.com. And I've kind of 
I've, I've tried so hard to, to keep from saying this, but um, if you will take a MP3 recording of your uh, of yourself talking about the show or asking a question or you've got a recommendation, if you'll take that MP3 file, every one of these phones, all the smartphones have a little audio recorder. Record it, save the file. Open up your email. Take the attachment, put the uh, MP3 um, voicemail style recording into the attachment and send it to media at fortworthroots.com and uh, if you don't say anything too inflammatory I'll put it on the show it's uh, something we've done a couple times and uh, I like it I don't know I think it's fun I'd love to hear from you I'm always wanting feedback so if you get a chance since you was do it do it send me a message come on media at fortworthroots.com alright that's it and I'm babbling Uh, thank you for being here thank you for listening to Fort Worth Roots please put April 30th on your calendar it's a Saturday it's going to be great and I would love to see you there come out see what they got going on with these little pop-up markets take a picture with me and uh, I think Morgan will be there hopefully and uh, we'll we'll have the banner out and we'll take pictures and stuff it'll be cool come on All right, that's it thank y'all for being here I will see you next week peace